Now nobody in their right mind can surely call this race boring. Let's get started. And they are going to win! Pierre Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix! Three cars going wheel to wheel as Perez is caught by Charles Leclerc and his three cars gone off! It's a DNF for MAX! The world championship record is equals. Lewis Hamilton, seven-time champion of the world! These, these intros, they're flying off the tongue Snappy. now, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Eventually, yeah. you're going to condense it down to one word. You're like, yeah. <laughs> brilliant race. Let's get started. Let's get started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After a long break, we did return to Formula on the second round of the 2021 season. We were in Imola. And guys, what do we think? Max Verstappen winning that race despite qualifying in third position, beating Lewis Hamilton. What are your thoughts? Well, Tom... I find it bizarre that we're on round two and we're on episode five of this podcast. I feel like it's <laughs> it's weirdly uh, elongated. Um, there'll be, I'm sure, some truncation later on in the in the series. And do you know what? If it was any other race, I would have probably sat here and said, "Well, that wasn't worth the wait." But this was. This was so good. Some of the predictions we came up with last week lol came mm. true yeah i would like to point out i predicted a bottas po- um podium no po- bottas pole <laughs> anyway we'll come back to that <laughs> but, to- but tom i think predicted that lewis hamilton would get pole but not indeed. win the race indeed mm. indeed i'll give that to you that that is an excellent <laughs> um my prediction that daniel ricardo would do much better didn't come quite into fruition but i was right in a sense that everyone's eyes would be on perez mm-hmm. not always for the right reasons but th- there's this much to talk about that in the the start trying to start my brain off with max did well i've ended up like th- going through a whole load of things in the races it was absolutely oh incredible i was watching it with my heart in my mouth I was tweeting as fast as I could, and so are you, Tom. That was excellent. It was great to have some engagement. Links and uh, to our Twitters in the description. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I just couldn't. I couldn't. We had to, even rained. Even rained. Oh, amazing. Max Verstappen held on like crazy, actually, during that race. Apart from at the very uh, at the second restart when he nearly spun it. Mm. Um, when he was, I don't don't even remember that when he was, uh, it was the safety car period. He nearly spun it, mm. um, yeah. which was like oak. Um, I think Max did a really good job. In fact, I think Hamilton did a fantastic job as well. That was oh, an excellent drive from Hamilton. I think we should. I want to address Hamilton's reversing onto the track later. Um, I've seen lots of criticism, unnecessary criticism. Spoiler, um, but I think I could just summarize it in in one word, which I saw Liv tweet out, which was epic Mm. yeah i like to use the word epic i was literally about to start with epic so cheers for that um but honestly yeah i've got to say such a good race and how great is it that it's one one in this big battle we're going to be seeing this year fastest lap all that's in it is fastest lap one point between them i know one point between them i think i'm just so excited with two races in and it's already this exciting i just hope that we maintain that um competitiveness throughout but yeah what a great race to come back to after that after that break and i actually i was just saying listeners i was just saying to 
Tom and Tristan, I got a Apple Watch at the weekend and I was monitoring my heart rate during the race. (laughs) (laughs) It went up and down. (laughs) Um, There were certainly some peaks at some key moments and and understandably because, God, it was absolutely full of drama from right from the beginning to end. And um, Max, honestly, the fact that he is 23, (laughs) it still shocks me sometimes because I think I read that he's now won a race in every season that he's been in in like six years in a row yeah. which mm-hmm. is huge like he's so young when you think about it and on a, i mean i we've had this argument so many times before but i've always been like a very strong max will be world champion sort of thing and but it, i you know maybe it will happen sooner than i figured or any of us figured it so could no, be this year it could be it, honestly mm-hmm. that's yep. the thing it could be if as long as um you know like he, he the car's reliable because obviously that's sometimes what's let him down before um i think my god like what we're we gonna see but anyway going back to this fantastic from max his his just first two or three corners off the line boom you know <laughs> straight mm. basically into first like yeah th- th- oh, it was it was so so good from him um from third obviously he's not just going from you know from second he went from third into first and he's also ended his bad italy record that we talked the about over. The curse exactly. broke over. when in this the previous episode i was saying oh well i just really hope he can end it but you never know he never gets any good finishes so yeah fantastic news for him and mm. yeah the only way is up mm. And I thought it was great as well, uh, Red Bull taking that sort of gamble to go into the slick tyres on lap 28 after only Seb Vettel had gone for that move. And then it paying off was just quite refreshing, really, because we normally see Mercedes as the calculating assured team that always sort of gets the uh, gets the victory at the end. But to see Red Bull make a, to, to take a gamble and then to see it pay off, and pay off remarkably well. I mean, granted Hamilton had to come all the way from ninth to second and to uh, get past Lando Norris, so realistically a battle for first after Hamilton spun off on lap 31, I believe, was never really in the offing. But um, there was Red Bull when Mercedes finally made a mistake to um, reap all the rewards. So, um, yeah, it's it's quite remarkable. We're now now seeing two teams um, that are fully primed to... You know, go for the championship, be that the single drivers championship or the constructors. So, um, exciting times, exciting times, and Max looks really assured aside from that scare at the restart, which uh, means realistically, reliability is going to be the only perhaps deciding factor between uh, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, teammate dependent, of course. But the the Honda engine's been getting better and better every season, and it, it's nice to see them. I would argue at their pinnacle now, which which I feel like has come just a little bit too late. Um, it's nice they got there. Could, could you have done it last year? But I suppose, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, you know, touch wood, it keeps up for them because you're absolutely right. Um, we Historically, the Honda's been a bit eh in terms mm. of reliability, which is an absolute shame, especially when Max has been doing brilliantly in the past and so are the other rebel drivers <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poor Albon. Rip. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, it would be really, really useful for for both Perez and Max if that 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 engine kept them going and didn't conk out. But I don't think it will. I think I think it looks strong. I think it's that position now where neither the Mercedes nor the Red Bull is weak in terms of the cars. So I I really want it to be a apples to apples fight. Mm. of strategy versus car setup and and not have and and obviously drivers and not have like some stupid clutch failure or 
engine failure, um, throwing a spanner in the works. And that goes for Hamilton or Verstappen. It doesn't matter which which driver you support there. You know, if Hamilton's going to win, I want him to do it because he he yeah. was great, not because Verstappen got unlucky with a bit of debris or, or exactly. vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this is a this is a fantastic moment actually for us going into the rest of the season. We've had we've had um, two races now, which has been pretty close between between cars. We've had tracks that have been very different in their um, what what they're like actually, which has been nice. We had Bahrain really really fast, very very hot, and then suddenly we had this wet cold track. And um, it was nice to see that it was competitive in both. So I think the cars are, are relatively well equipped for the for the upcoming season. And I kind of seeing Hamilton afterwards when he was smiling and laughing about what happened and being you know really excited about the race. I feel like they kind of like it as well now that it's all a bit more straightforward and a little bit more competitive. Mm. Yeah, I feel as well. I I saw someone post. Um, it's so great to see three people genuinely overjoyed to be on the podium. It did feel like that this time because it does feel in the past when we've had the same old, same old thing Mm. and they've won from, you know, they've led from start to finish. All right, Max pretty much did that. But it feels almost like, yeah, you're on the podium again. Ha ha ha, yay. But Hamilton obviously, like, will come on. I'm sure we're about to come on to that now. But like the way he achieved his second place was epic. There's my epic mention again. Was very impressive. <laughs> and obviously Lando's Lando's podium as well. And, and Max needed that win and off the back of the disappointment of like the last race. So I feel like all three of them, when they were up there, they were like genuinely pleased to be there. And, and that felt really exciting as, as um, a viewer, like um, watching the race because... like if people if it's going to get boring for the drivers like imagine how boring it is for people at home sort of thing so no it was really exciting to see see the emotions and you're right Hamilton did look genuinely genuinely pleased and was happy to you know congratulate both drivers with him on the podium and I think this race as well really sort of dismisses that bogus argument that Lewis Hamilton has the best car it's the car that wins it etc etc because going through his race like he had that incident at turn one where he was forced to go over the curbs um, he lost the end plate step which is the technical term which apparently cost him two tenths a lap you then had him going off into the gravel on lap 31 the slow pit stop which is four seconds uh, problems with the front right apparently and then not being helped by Giovinazzi going in for a pit stop himself restarting in uh, ninth place I believe going into second it just really shows you why Lewis Hamilton has been so successful and how ultimately it's not just the car that um, is the reason why he's been so successful he's he's still at the top of his game which is so exciting considering as we say we're only two uh, races in to this season you know think what's to come if you've got that sort of talents uh, on the grid let's talk about I think we should talk about the the Lewis Hamilton incident actually because he made an error and went off the track and into the gravel and we've seen it a lot in less experienced drivers and I, I can ju- all I can think of is Leclerc doing it mm. and when he when he slowly tumbled into the barrier there was he, you could see him there was a moment of, of, of reflection on the situation a moment of well uh, I, I, I seem to be in the gravel now and he just slowly put it into reverse and very slowly like controlling the car just gently brought it out of the gravel there was no 
you know, going onto the radio and swearing or throwing his toys out of the pram. It was all calm, collective, probably a little bit of self-pity. And he gently brought himself back onto the track. And the team, at the time, you can hear the, the radio um on the internet um or i did but the team the whole time is saying things like you know it's clear on the track you can bring it back and they're coaching him back onto the track in a safe manner and i saw i saw a lot of fans reaching to twitter saying how can hamilton join the track like that it's illegal it's unsafe actually it wasn't unsafe the the team had it in hand they were telling him when to get back onto the track that there was absolutely no reason why he couldn't have done that and i thought it was it it was a moment where you saw the experience of Hamilton and part of the reason why he does what other drivers don't or, or haven't yet because mm. Leclerc hits the gravel he just spins up the wheels and digs himself a little new trench and that then that's that's game over but Hamilton his years of experience meant that he could get it back into the track and yes he was lucky he had his lucky socks on as Tom said on Twitter <laughs> but the fact remains, if he hadn't have had that calm, reflective moment and gently brought the car out of the gravel trap, he wouldn't have been able to capitalise on what happened later on in the race. It doesn't matter whether or not a bit of luck happens 10 seconds after the race or way down the road. The fact of the matter is, is if he can't get the car out in the first place, it doesn't matter. So yes, he was lucky. I don't think anyone can say he wasn't. But you make your own luck. And I don't think that's a criticism of Hamilton in this situation. I think this is actually a reflection of how brilliant he is or how good he was then. Yeah, I, I 100% agree that basically my my thoughts when we were you know thinking about this subject for me was just I don't personally feel that many other people, if any, but that's a bit of a shock, many, many other people could have recovered from the situation as he did you know in in many ways the the way he got out of the out of the gravel for me for almost everyone that was it that he was out i'm pretty sure the sky or or f1 tv even put out or dnf next to his name or whatever grade it out um but no absolutely not out he came and i thought well you know he's probably got damage gonna go back to the pits you know Hmm. slowly you know off he goes building and building and and (laughs) there was absolutely no doubt in his mind and his team's mind and then eventually our minds that he was just going to make his way back up again and i don't i generally can't think of many other people that could recover in that fashion like you know we've seen it with someone like perez uh, last year when he spun out and then won the race but generally i i couldn't see many recovering the way he did but of course he did because it, it as you say tristan it does it has to show people at home who feel as if oh it's just the car he's just driving around in circles he's not even that good he he is very very good he is completely you know out of this world when it comes to his skill and as you say so many drivers it'll be stuck in the gravel that's the end of it you know they probably make it worse as you say like as mm. you suggested but no he was very skilled very you know calm and yeah of course he got it back and of course he ended up p2 like i don't even know why we doubted him um so yeah outstanding drive from hamilton and hopefully continuing to prove those haters wrong um because he's a huge huge talent i never really got this argument from people that you shouldn't reverse onto the track if it's safe I mean, that's basically insinuating that the gravel is lava and as soon as you're in there, that's uh, that's game over, really. But yeah. um, 
But yeah, because I, it, it was quite remarkable because I saw him go off. It was a very rare Lewis Hamilton mistake by his own admission. And I thought, well, that's it. Hamilton's out. Verstappen's going to win. Norris will probably get second, you know, Ricardo maybe third, maybe a, a Ferrari podium. But um, no, brought it back. And as, as, a, as we've all detailed, you know, a lot of things were thrown at him that he had to dodge, weave and overcome. And he, uh, he did just that. So um, fair play. Any sort of suggestion that he's slowing down or coasting or that the lack of competition has sort of made him weak or whatever. I think that's really been blown out the water. Um, from what we've seen, not only this race, uh, but the race before as well. And um, getting pole position as well over Bottas, after Bottas got it in 2020, shows you that um, we are we are indeed in for a battle, which is um, which is remarkably fresh. Yeah, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice to be uttering those words? If, yeah. I, if I said to you, who's going to win next week? You say? I'd say I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, two weeks time really, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. It, it could it could be any it could be a Mercedes it could be a Red Bull hell it could even be Lando Norris. We'll come on to oh, that. Shall we? Wow. Shall we talk about Lando? We've got yeah. to, haven't we? We've got to. Qualified in seventh, got up to thirds. What do we think about Lando Norris, guys? Well, I'd like to put it out there. I've always been a fan. <laughs> no, but um, we all know I'm a big fan of Lando, and um, yeah, it's so amazing to to see. him just grow so much as a driver and I feel like I don't know if you guys will agree with me here but even though this is his third year in F1 it always kind of felt to me that he was still thought of as like a newbie he wasn't I feel like people had accepted some of the youngsters in the sense of they've accepted Charles and they've accepted Max they I still felt they still feel like George and Lando in particular are kind of like the new kids but we've got to remember this is his third year and not only is it his third year but it's his third year with the same team so he is you know he's deep rooted in mclaren now and he's there he's essentially their lead driver let's face it he's their lead driver we were talking about oh god will he be able to keep up with ricardo lola us he is (laughs) absolutely that lead driver in that team and not just i mean obviously it's his talent and his results which we've seen but also i think it must be partly to do with the fact that he is so well in um ingrained with that team he knows the team so well he he understands the car so well and it, you know it's it's really paying off and it, it it feels different to that first podium he got last year um at the first race of the season um because it kind of felt like obviously you know great job good drive deserved whatever but it felt like oh my god like this is so out of the ordinary and so crazy like this will probably never happen again like i'm so happy to see him <laughs> on the podium that's how it felt it felt like one of those moments that everyone goes wow that's crazy but then sort of moves on (laughs) and then but the fact now he's starting to you know put in these performances let's point out without his lap time being deleted due to track limits he we would have been p3 on you know in quali and on the starting on the second row and obviously that was not the case but even then that's showing his speed and the pace of of you know him and and his car and then to go from the to go in the race up from p7 to p3 and we've got to say holding off Hamilton the way that he did for so long yeah. <laughs> I was honestly shocked watching I thought okay come on Lando like you you can hold him off for maybe like a lap like that'll be so good like I'm, we'll be so proud of you like it's gonna be fantastic and on and on and on it went and I was I think as well not only was the was world impressed but I think it really impressed Hamilton as well because they they seem to have a really good relationship um off track especially on the podium and you know, in Park Ferme area when they were hugging and smiling and stuff. And I generally think he's gained a lot of respect just from that sort of 
five or so laps that we experienced in that battle because he didn't give up he pushed he you know made sure there wasn't any space he did really really well and it does show potential and and you mentioned me tweeting or whatever earlier and listeners if you didn't see i i I tweeted oh you know so great from lando and i said gotta be a future race winner and that's what i said and i think i'm happy with that prediction Mm -hmm. unlike my bottas on pole prediction ha 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 bit embarrassing i i do see lando winning a race in the future Mm -hmm. um do you guys agree absolutely oh well well, so let's fast forward to lap 56 and at that point lando norris was in second place having held back charles leclerc who was trying to get past him and hamilton was now chasing after him and lando was in the mclaren on used soft tires or well old soft tires by that point and he just held on and on mm. and on. There was a small mistake. He he uh, he said um, the clutch was slipping. Um, and the team got back to him and said, "It's because you're accidentally pushing the clutch paddle in," which I I can I can understand how that happens. It just sucks. But um, there was a little mistake there, and that allowed Hamilton to catch up and eventually surpass him. However, there can be no doubt that he did an absolutely incredible job with mm. the pressure there. And I've said it in this podcast, I think, last season or the season before that, that the what makes a, a a great racing driver is they can not get overwhelmed by the pressure. Sebastian Vettel, on on occasion, has been overwhelmed by the pressure and made mistakes, especially when he's being chased down by someone like Hamilton, who you know is going to seldom make a mistake, and Hamilton doesn't make mistakes this is why it's all exciting when he does uh, <laughs> um so yeah i think he can win races because he has the right stuff the right stuff to capitalize on some luck the right stuff to get in front and think you know i've got 20 second lead and hamilton's catching me two seconds a lap and i've got 10 10 laps left and to hold on and to and to not let cars pass through silly mistakes as i say he pushed back charles leclerc yeah. and got on that podium Lando Norris did an amazing job and McLaren has just gone from strength to strength they really pulled themselves out of a hole and I love the fact that they they celebrated harder than, than Red Bull did and when, when Max went over the line his, his engineer got on the radio and was like well done Max and then Christian Horner gets on and is a little bit more excited but none of them show emotion It's like, and then there's McLaren who's like Oh, I feel like McLaren needs McLaren branded ratchet rattles that they can dig out and start annoying <laughs> everyone whilst they're celebrating. <laughs> that would be so annoying. And then they need a Vuvuzela. the party too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the family atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. I um, yeah. in With McLaren, you say about the way they celebrate, I, I saw an interesting fact earlier that this was McLaren's fourth podium in seven years. <laughs> seven oh, wow. years. Because, and Lando's got two of them in the past you know how six no i was about to say six months but it's longer than that in the past year yeah lando's got two of them fourth podium in seven years like mm. that's there's, there's, that's why they're celebrating like they are like they are because god that like that means a lot and it's not not only does it mean a lot like obviously it would be absolutely incredible if any like smaller team got a podium but it means so much because mclaren should be up there and were up there and want yeah. to be up there again and that's why it means so much and and the fact that it's this youngster that they signed up when they you know when they re rejigged their team a couple of years ago who then was planning to probably be the second driver to race winner daniel ricardo yeah it's him that's done it and it's so mm-hmm. epic it's so cool and i just think 
um yeah there's definitely more to come and I mean, I made a good choice making him my turbo driver. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, I, I think realistically, as you say, the contemporary history of McLaren, the the wilderness years, if you will, uh, when Lando was recruited, was probably the main reason he has been seen as sort of a an okay driver, but still quite a young and naive driver compared to someone like uh, Charles Leclerc and uh, Max Verstappen. Because bear in mind, uh, Leclerc was of course recruited to Ferrari in 2019 when they had that awesomely fast car, which turned out to be slightly illegal unfortunately and then Verstappen has been with Red Bull who have always been up there but you know McLaren have been somewhat of a rookie team recently until until very recently i.e this year and last really um so now we're we're starting to see uh, Norris get that respect and in my view he's he's gone up another level I can definitely see him winning a race um this year and as we say, when he was able to beat two Ferraris, who, contrary to my prediction, had an awesome weekend, we'll get onto them slightly later, but the fact that McLaren puts the, the red soft tyres on Norris uh, post the red flag restart, and he's able to hold off Hamilton after getting hit, let's remember, um, in lap one when he was in ninth position. So the car wasn't in peak uh, condition, if you will, considering there was damage. The fact that he still got third and that... Or that Norris, in this case, was well above any other team, aside from the, the big two of Mercedes and Red Bull. It's really exciting, because now we've not only got a battle for first, but a clear battle for, well, dare I say second, but definitely third. Um, which we've really been lacking, uh, I think. So um, bring it on, bring it on. Definitely, and how great was it to see two brits on the podium together yeah. so was it first time since 2012 i think something with since button i think so, so um the there was a thing that was happened because it was hamilton um sorry sorry it was it was red bull followed by mclaren followed by mercedes other way around with those two <laughs> so um and it's that was the first time they've had it like that since like 2012 when it was um mark weber lewis hamilton nico rosberg Oh, I see, with those three teams as well. So it was the first for those three teams together, and it was the first for two Brits in a really, really long time. So, yes, we love it. We love it. But going on to some races, specifically British racers, or a British racer who had quite an awful weekend, George Russell, once again in the points in Imola, but all came to a horrible, sudden, swift end. What do we make of that crash between him and uh, Valtteri Bottas? Before we... Before we go into the crash and go do the negative, I would like to say well done to Williams for getting two drivers into Q2 in qualifying. That was brilliant. So good. Yeah. So, right. Well, this, this was bad. Um, this was a bad moment, Russell. Georgie boy, I feel like you, you've taken a little step backwards there from the sweet, sweet silver arrow that you desperately want. Mm-hmm. This is a really difficult moment for George. And actually, at the time, he didn't do well. And post-race, he's he's apologised and made some good strides into correcting um, th- what he did and also allowing it to become a learning curve. So credit where his credit's due there. So if you didn't watch the race... What happened was Russell in a Williams was catching and about to overtake 
a Mercedes of Bottas, mm. which is bizarre. Um, and that's mostly because Bottas is really slow in the wet. And that that in itself is a weird statement to be saying. So the Williams was catching up with Bottas. And when I was watching this back, I watched it back at quarter speed and um, frame by frame because I knew we'd be talking about this. And one of the things I noticed was when George pulls to the right-hand side of the track to overtake Bottas, his head is pointing towards Bottas this entire time. And this, Mm -hmm. I think, becomes critical. So Bottas, having the racing liner being in front, begins to move over to the right-hand side, and then Russell moves over to the right-hand side as well and gets spooked and goes all the way to the right. His his wheel just clips the grass, which is wet, and that's it. You've lost Mm. all traction. Mm. And you could hear the revs going all the way up um, as those wheels just spun and he collected Bottas and slammed them both into two sets of barriers. And it was a pretty nasty crash. Mm. Meanwhile, Hamilton is slowly reversing out of a gravel trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And he, Russell gets out of the car and marches over to Bottas. He's being on the radio, being like, what the F is that effing bloke doing? And hits Bottas. And Bottas puts on the middle finger. Pretty winded, actually. He came on the radio and was like, guys, I'm okay. Um, It sounded pretty nasty. And so I I say his head's quite important there. I think one of the things that might be missed was the fact that Russell wasn't looking where he was going. Um, Mm. And that was really bloody important then. So, yeah, this was a pretty bad moment for Russell. He shouldn't have done what he did. I I actually thought he was going to walk over there and help him out the car in like some sort of fantastic display of sportsmanship yep, and i too. bet you every second right now russell is wishing that's exactly what he did <laughs> mm, exactly know, gone over there and said i'm so sorry pulled him out of the car and gave him a hug and later on being on camera said no it's my fault i knew it was all my fault this was me being inexperienced and i'm so sorry to the mercedes yeah yeah i firstly as you as you pointed out like let's just say like it was a nasty crash so firstly let's just be glad that both of them were pretty much okay you mentioned the Bottas was winded um but on you know on a whole they're they're both super lucky and it was I think you know the uh, the level of debris didn't help with the way that it looked because it looked horrific on drag (laughs) meanwhile Kimmy drives straight through it whistling you know (laughs) um but I think that um it did look horrific but as you say talking about george in particular everyone listening both of you um angus at home, like at home know how much we love george how much i love george we're we're the what do we call ourselves the george appreciation Russell. Yeah, george Russell. Yeah. Appreciation. however personally i was quite angry with the way that he reacted i was really not angry necessarily but disappointed <laughs> i sound like a parent on parents evening you know i'm not angry i'm just disappointed <laughs> but i really was because he's done so well and and he's probably one of the only ones that i feel like up to this point i was really like what a gentleman what a sweet boy he could never you know do a put a toe out of line and i I felt like obviously we we think norris is great we think a lot of them are great max whatever but they certainly don't you know do everything right they're not perfect people on and off track but i felt always like george was (laughs) and Mm. i was so disappointed to see him firstly to both of them for the radio messages as they were basically crashing f this if f that who the f does he think he is 
I just feel that neither of them really, or anyone in any situation, should say that sort of message in in that level of crash before they know that everyone, like, people are okay. Do you know what I mean? It's, you just, mm. oh, that bothered me. And then, as you say, when George then leapt up out of his car, I was like, oh, what a hero! That's my man! And over he went and hit him on the head. And I was fuming because... With the with the way that Bottas had his had the crash, you know, maybe his was a little his impact was a little bit worse. We know he was winded. You don't know with Formula One drivers, you know, when they're sat in that car, what the injury is. You know, it could be spinal. And if you have a spinal mm. injury, you do not hit some like hitting someone on the head with a spinal injury could completely like ruin their life. Like I'm <laughs> I'm trying not exaggerating here. When like you know how people when people have spinal injuries, how they have to so gently maneuver that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. obviously he's fine and that's fantastic. But George didn't know that when he went and hit him on the head and I thought, oh my God, what has he done? Like this is mm. really bad. And not only is it really bad, but like for, you know, as a person, but it's also really shit for his career. <laughs> like thankfully Yeah yeah thankfully well we live in this in a motorsport of Mazepins and you can get away with anything. So George was obviously fine with his career. But Didn't it's know not fans, really yeah. the way to impress your boss, is it? Or your future boss, mm. as you hope. Mm-hmm. Will, it, will it impact his future chances no. with Mercedes? I think though? he was told to make the statement and he made the statement. I think he I think he believes what he wrote, but I do think that he may have, may have got the prod from Toto to Definitely sort that been out. Lent on. Yeah. And... You know, he's got that, and I don't think Toto's going to let that get in the way of someone who could win him world championships in the future. Let's face it, he's not going to. But mm. it's it's a big dent on his reputation that was previously pretty spotless. Um, yeah. So, yes, I was disappointed. Regarding the incident itself, I'm really glad it was, you know, called a, it was decided classified as a racing incident because yep. I don't think either of them were malicious or dangerous i think that they were both very keen you know george's point about you know was bottas fighting extra hard because it was him the guy who's hoping to steal his seat maybe you know if i was bottas i would be embarrassed imagine if russell had gotten past he's like he'd just been overtaken by williams in a mercedes so you can understand the fierceness of their competition but i'm not happy with with either having full blame so i like the fact that that's how it was decided and i agree with it well the thing is though uh, there was no there was no steering the car once he hit the grass um so in terms of the crash itself Mm. russell was a passenger who collected bottas that's why i Mm. said it like that Mm. and and it wasn't russell's intent to actually no race him like that to to uh to get onto the grass in in, a malicious way where uh, but what happened afterwards uh, even though it was george's fault it was him who caused the accident he should have been looking where he's going and that sort of thing but it was entirely accidental i mean george isn't stupid enough to well to endanger himself like that mm. but mm-hmm. has there been a decision whether or not he'll get penalized for his actions post-race i don't think so N- not oh, yet so, no no um and it okay because sometimes they do um penalize them for for fighting and uh i personally think russell should have a uh yeah some sort of penalty of some sort on his driver's like on his license um for punching bottas there is no excuse to that mm-hmm. max verstappen i believe was he penalized when he punched someone i believe some of his sort of race um participation money or wages if you will were uh, deducted i think that was the were they okay i think it was either that or red bull had money deducted i believe okay by all means check i may be wrong but um yes i think that's what happened 
So well, if you are right, then um, I feel like the same thing should happen. Yeah, um, yeah. just yeah. happened to him. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Or, uh, you know, George, we 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 are big fans, but mm. don't do it again. <laughs> Mm. There's no need. Mm. It, you know, it it makes it really difficult for us who shout about other issues <laughs> when the yeah. the angels that we adore make yeah. you know make make mistakes. And it is yeah, it's very frustrating. Just on that, actually, just for a more lighthearted note, <laughs> I thought it was quite funny um, when um, Mick, lovely Mick, had his little oopsie with his front wing. Oh. <laughs> um, but and what was so funny is I saw the hat spinning off and I went, oh my god. He's done it again. God, I hate Mazepin. And it went, and it went, this Mick Schumacher has spun off. And went, oh no. Oh my God, bless him. Oh no, I hope he's okay. That was genuine my reaction. Like, it was so funny. And it was reminding me, and I saw it all over the internet of that Gordon Ramsay meme. Yeah, when it was yeah. like, oh dear, gorgeous, which is literally me. And then it's like, you moron. Like, I just found it so funny because as soon as I knew it was Mick, I was like, oh my God, bless him. Is he okay? Mm. Um, <laughs> which I thought it's all right. Mazepin spun all on his own. So. I I loved it later when on, like he the didn't last down. last lap. Yeah, that's it. The commentators were like, "Oh, he didn't last down. We knew he'd do it." Like, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, I, I noticed he was going super duper slowly. I think Hass is making him drive slowly. I think they've told him to drive slowly and complete a race rather than mm-hmm. drive fast and spin out in the first ten seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've got to wonder if his if their sponsors are going to want to have their name on those cars anymore because what's the point? Like, you may as well. You may as well. You better all of them. Like you may as well just not yeah. have it on there. That's better for your company than having it on the con- constantly spinning, you know, front wingless cars. Like, come on now. <laughs> Who's left on uh, sponsoring? Hats? So few. So I can't, I don't know the exact list, but I not can't many. actually name anyone to be fair. I uh, from... I can see one and one, mm-hmm. and you Crowley. Who's one and one? While we look this up, Tom. Yes. By all means, yes. Sorry, have, a, have a conversation. I will do. Will do. Yeah, so I suppose in the worst case scenario, we can say he saw red. In the best case scenario, we can say George Russell uh, showed that he was human. But um, irrespective of whose fault it was uh, related to that crash, and there's no doubt, as Toto Wolf said, George Russell does have a lot to learn from his comments and his actions. I think we've kind of got to talk about Bottas here. Um, Qualifying in eighth when Lewis Hamilton qualified pole position, and then battling it out for ninth and 10th place with George Russell in a Williams. I mean, it's not a great look regardless of whether or not George Russell is in the Mercedes Academy. There is realistically no way this season that a Mercedes, one of the best cars, if not the best cars, should be fighting with one of the worst cars, if not the worst car, uh, Williams at Imola. And I... I kind of feel to myself that Bottas, as I put in the chats, sort of mid-race, Bottas has got to win a race uh, really as soon as possible to show uh, his worth and to show that he still he still got it really because he's had an awful start to the season. This crash here, this this battle with Williams will do him no favors, and I know we're we're not doing bold predictions, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Valtteri Bottas win a single race this year. That's That'd be bad, wouldn't it? That that, that would, would be, be extremist. Yeah. But you're absolutely right, Tom. Like as I said, like can you imagine what happened if George had successfully completed that manoeuvre? Like mm. that's embarrassing. That's like, career ending. That is. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah. Like this, the swap could have happened mid-year. You know, for all yeah. we know. Like I mean, yeah, yeah he's he's contracted whatever. But 
that would have been bad so you know we'll never know but um unless obviously george manages to overtake him in another race but as you say what was Bottas doing there? <laughs> it was mm. not good. Mm-hmm. I, I have an answer, by the way, to the how many sponsors does Haas have? Tell me. Go on. So, to put it into context, McLaren has 45. Ooh. Nice. Haas, mm, well, would you like to guess? Four. Five. Uh, eight. Oh. Um, they, they do list themselves on that oh so really seven <laughs> no 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 that it was nine. Oh, I see. Oh, right, eight. Right, right. um so they've got they've got uh one and one which is a a telephone telecoms company mm-hmm. nice uh ural ural which is um oil yeah slash potash um then you, but they've listed some of them like alpine stars and alpine stars are the like overalls manufacturer yeah they make suits so i'm not sure they've also got pirelli this is on it. Hang on, and, uh, hang I, on. I, I, I believe. Have they got a Formula One on are. there as well, or <laughs> they don't? They don't quite have that. No, but they do. They have list Alpine stars, which is a Formula One like overall one, and and um, Pirelli. So uh, I think of of all the ones that are independent, we've got Under Armour, Stitched, Schubert, um, Ural, Cali, Ionos, and One and One. Mm. And Dear that dear. how the mighty have fallen, mm-hmm. yeah. haven't it? Yeah, like. If you're Under Armour right now, are you, are you looking at Haas or are you looking at anything Williams, else? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I think lots of these sponsors now are going to be going over to Williams and a team that might be doing quite well next. Somewhat on the next up. year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's quite ironic. Like all those sponsors that left Williams, uh, J, uh, JCB, I believe, left Williams for uh, Aston Martin now, and now seeing potentially the tide turn. Yeah. There's a, there's a short history in Formula 1 but it that way and unfortunately that's all we've got time for in this episode of F1 in Review but fear not we'll be back next week to continue discussing everything that happened at Imola specifically Sergio Perez Ferrari and as well looking forward to the Miami Grand Prix that's coming around next year 2022 discussing the highs lows and details to come out of that announcement uh, there's no Formula 1 this week but there is Formula E there's going to be a double header in Valencia this weekend so if you want to get your racing fix uh, for this weekend then um, you know where to go what channel is it on Liv sorry um, this weekend it's only on iPlayer or I or Red Button it's not on the channel this weekend at the moment but they might announce it if they do announce it it'll be on Thursday or Friday fantastic well you know where to go we'll see you next week should we just have a klaxon and yeah. go oh sorry guys we're out of time yeah. <laughs> like on um, like Dick and Dove or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say University Challenge but okay <laughs> If you want an F1 gong, I can I can do that. <laughs> go, okay, guys, looks like we're out of time. And then on we go. Did I ever tell you that I actually um I actually went and auditioned for the uh, Southampton University University oh, Challenge? No, you did not. Did no. You? They are uh, in first year. Yeah, they um I went to one of the open days. Well, one of the you know one of the days you could go test out different like societies. Yeah. Mm. And um they like had a little list of questions and I filled it out and they were like ah. Oh, got eight out of ten how have you thought about auditioning Ooh. so i went along yeah i got none uh. <laughs> I got zero oh, i knew none of them zero question when like on the open day it was really basic stuff like where is the louvre mm. uh what year did heinz 
get created. You know, hind saws get created. Yeah. Anyway, stuff, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then when I was there, it was like, in 1542, Cedris mm. wrote a famous poem in Latin. What year did it get translated in the first time to Arabic? And everyone yeah. around was like, Pfft, <laughs> easy, <laughs> 1932. And I'm like, ah, uh, yes, Matrice. <laughs> oh, man. Like, whenever I watch it, if I get one question right, like, it's a great day. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's, it's one of them.